Hello and welcome to another episode of What If It's Cool, the show where we talk about anything and everything that is cool in the world today. I am the hard target, that is Daniel Porco, and with me today is the last action hero, Tim. What's going on, brother? Hey man, doing really well, how are you? I'm alright. Did you like that intro for a change? Yeah, yeah, it wasn't as, it wasn't as uh, convoluted as it normally is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're getting better at something, dude. I know. Feels good. <laughs> well, today we're going to do a review on a movie that you and our producer Ziggs were talking about. Can you just give us a background of how you came across this little nugget of a movie called Who Killed Captain Alex? Yeah, I hadn't actually heard of Who Killed Captain Alex before. I first saw a trailer on YouTube, and it's for a movie called Tebatu Sasula. And yeah, trying to say that three times fast is incredibly difficult. But it was a very fun trailer. Clearly a movie that was that was being promoted and, and also looked very much like it was shot for about $2.00. But had a lot of had a lot of really fun looking fight choreography, some really silly looking special effects. I don't know if you've have you seen the trailer for the for the other movie. Yeah, for Tabatu Sasula. Uh yeah, I saw that. I, I and I, that's the one I thought we were going to be watching first. And I was like, oh man, that one he actually lost. So yeah, that movie was completed but i think the story goes that there might have been like a power surge or something something fried his computer yeah so yeah the only thing that exists of that now is the widely distributed trailer so yeah we're never going to be able to see that movie but it had some really incredible scenes in it like for example there's a guy with the handgun but after each shot he actually cocks it like a shotgun (laughs) And then he's shooting cars and then the special effects that that are being used are just awesome. Like he's shooting a car, you're seeing like bullet holes being entered into this car. You're also seeing flames just sort of erupt from where the bullets have entered. And then one last, the last two shots, one actually makes the, the car spurt blood. I don't know why a car would spurt blood. But then after that, the car explodes. I was like, okay, yeah, I really need to see this. Like, it's ultra. Maybe it was budget. a transformer. Maybe you know. Yeah, maybe, maybe who knows? <laughs> but you know, like it was. It, it, oh no, it, Bumblebee! It just, you know, it called to mind those those really low budget movies of the eighties that you know you could get a you know they're either guilty pleasure movies or you know so bad that they're so good. You know, almost along the lines of like, let's say samurai cop or miami connection i don't know if you've seen those but if you if you haven't definitely check them out or at least check out the the red letter media reviews of them because they make it even funnier i've watched both those movies thanks to rift tracks which is a spin-off of um, mystery science theater 3000 and if honestly if if i hadn't had uh rift tracks riffing it there's no chance i probably would enjoy those movies it's just it, it mind bendingly bad. Miami Connection was definitely really hard to watch. I think I got a lot more out of that after watching Red Letter Media cover it. But mm. yeah, Samurai Cop is is incredibly hard to watch. That's it's it's so painful. <laughs> but oh, it is one of the most awkward movies to watch too. I mean, Black Speedo is all I'm gonna say. Yeah, we'll we'll have to cover it in another episode. But <laughs> yeah, so. 
you know, because Tabatu Sasula isn't available, we had to go with the next best thing, which happened to be the director Nabwana IGG's first effort, which is Who Killed Captain Alex? And it's it's very rough. <laughs> it's a very rough movie. I rough is very is a I don't know if that's even the right word, but I'll just go with it, I guess. Yeah, look, it, look, it's a, I think it's a it's the gentlest way that we can put it, but yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, the movie opens and and Captain Alex, the titular character, he's he's being interviewed by what look like reporters, and he's been hired to take out a group called the Tiger Mafia. And at this point, you know that, and I I thought this was broken because like, I watched it on YouTube, much like you did. And yeah. there's a narrator, but like they're they're sort of giving la- giving out all these jokes. And I was kind of like, I was really puzzled. I was like, is this, am I supposed to be watching these? It felt like an episode, it felt like an episode of MST3K, like from, from the exactly. get-go. Exactly, exactly. And like, I, I was so, I was so baffled by it, but I was like, okay, look, I'll, I'll keep going. And, you know, after that, you know, he runs away from, he runs away from all these reporters and yeah, they're setting up their base. So they've, they've gone to this, this village, which is near where the Tiger Mafia are known to be around. They're given a spot of land to set up base camp, which turns out that it's the sewage. And the landlord, who's, I think, the local cop, he just says, look, I'll warn you guys if I'm going to use the toilet. <laughs> like, what is what is going on? Like, it's just so, it's so ludicrous, the setup. Like, it's a seemingly simple setup, but, like, arriving at where they're supposed to be, it's just, yeah, so many things that are just mind-bogglingly weird. And like, how much, how weird was that line when, you know, one of the soldiers, they've set up their base camp, they're starting to cook food and then, yeah, the, the narrator just jumps in and then they're like, yeah, I'm making German food. We found German tourists. We're cooking them. <laughs> I just, like, I, 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 I was kicking like a schoolgirl when I heard that one. I was just like, oh my gosh, like, where does that line come from? It's great. And then, you know, and it continues and you're just like, am I supposed, like, you want to laugh. I'm like, should I be laughing at this? <laughs> and, you know, he's like, oh, very good. Save me the head. And I'm like, what the, f-? like, this is just, oh, it's so weird. I'm so, so weirded out. When you started watching it, I don't think you may have read the Wikipedia like I did because I already knew that that, that, that there was going to be a commentary track over it because I was because I kept everything said commentary commentary I'm like okay so there's probably no uh, version without it so I, I went into it and I already knew that this was going to be like that so I think that's why my experience was a little bit different than yours on that one where like I just alright they're trying to be funny cool I'll just laugh <laughs> yeah yeah well look I uh, I went with it and then yeah did the did the research afterwards and I was like oh, okay okay so you know like in uh in Uganda, where this movie has been shot, uh, they they screen they screen movies in halls, and then yeah, they often have a you know video joker, someone who's yelling out commentary as the movies as the movies playing. So you know they create their own comedy out of that. And yeah, I was, you know what? I'd love to be around for one of those one day. That's that's really cool. I'd lo- I'd love to be around that too. Like that that just. The- that just feels like growing like I don't know about you, Tim, but like growing up in in my household, we we'd be doing something very very similar. We would either be with my dad, my older brother Lester, or even even my mum, be just sitting there making jokes about it. Like, and that's mm. a that's a it's a great experience to have. 
But imagine a whole com- imagine a whole community doing it though. Yeah, I think that's what this is. It's a very it is a it is a communal experience from the sounds of things. And yeah, the the way that they they share watching a movie is by making by poking fun at it. And you know, that's that's what this movie like I think would be a great experience to be watching it with friends. And even like when I was looking it up, it wasn't the I don't think this movie was screened overseas, but there was like a whole tour. No, it wasn't. Where Nabwana IGG was 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 touring one of his movies and it must have been Bad Black, which I think is the sequel to this or something along those lines. At least the next film by the director. And I would have loved to have watched that. Like similar to Miami Connection, like you know, painful as it is, I would definitely love to watch a movie like this with an audience because yeah, you, know, you can just imagine people would be howling with laughter at some of the stuff that that we're going to talk about next. Like I, there's a bar scene shortly after the intro, so after they've set up camp at this village, you know, their you know, soldiers are all having a good time, and you know, one of the soldiers gets a little too carried away and starts dancing with a girl, and then the video joker just jumps in, he's saying, you know, like pretending like he's part of the argument. It's like, oh, you know, you're dancing with my wife. Wife, I thought that is a goat. <laughs> and, then even, and then even when even when he's like the fight scenes start you know the video joker jumps in he's like combat combat like, oh this guy's hilarious i like the storyline is so thinly sketched out you know it's it's just seemingly a series of scenes that are purely there for setup for the video joker to just make fun of I, I, I love this scene in particular because there are so many times where clearly they there was multiple shots and, and it's like it brings it back to the whole black black exploitation um, films you know how uh, like they'll they'll have one shot and then it'll be like oh and then all of a sudden he's fine again um, but there was one one particular bit where the guy got hit in the face and then next the next scene he's just like he's right, right and ready to fight again I'm just like hang on he took a massive punch to the face <laughs> he's still going Later on in the movie, during the final action sequence, I'm pretty sure that one of the stunt guys stuffed up and actually connected with someone yes, in the face. Yes, <laughs> then they did. fall over into the bushes and it's like, <laughs> oh, i got to pretend like I'm, I'm taking you out and like pretends to snap his neck. But I'm, like, I'm pretty sure that he punched him for real in the face. Uh, <laughs> like I was rewinding it thinking this is too good. this is gold this like everything that had preceded this was great like this is also gold <laughs> but in the in that first action sequence yeah i love the the title that flashes up it's called and this is like a high school kid or maybe even a primary school kid spelling it but it says operation cut tiger's balls <laughs> and in place of s's they're putting z's that's the Ugandan special forces. I just, I thought, I thought it was written by a teenager. It's just like this. Kind of, kind of, well, it's that's the thing. Like this has got like this is this movie has got all the enthusiasm and excitement of a high school kid. You know, you said it yourself. Like this is like when Bogan kids have watched, let's say, a Bruce Lee movie. And then they're like, after the movie's finished, they go outside and decide that they're going to start kicking the crap out of each other and trying to be Bruce Lee. Yeah, this this guy of one IGG, he he clearly clearly loves classic martial arts and classic action movies. Yeah, and this is what he's trying to emulate, but obviously, like with with his culture's twist on things, and yeah, it 
<laughs> everything in it is just it it's class because you know you've supposedly got this elite force the ugandan special forces and like there's just no stealth like there's zero stealth they're creeping up on this compound where you know tiger mafia are meant to be having some secretive drug deal Mm. And then they just they just fire their guns. There's no silencer. They just shoot this guy off a bridge. Then they sneak up underneath another bridge and shoot a guy from beneath, like through the foot. And then like the camera or like, you know, I guess the editing is just all over the place because there's no sense of geography. Like at one moment they're they're creeping up on a guy who's supposed to be outside, but then they have to creep through the building to get there. Yeah. Like I like I just I did not I did not get and he's like, it's just schizophrenic, but you know, like all throughout it, you know, you've got the, you've got the video joker just guiding you through and, you know, like some of it, some of it just like, you know, it, even though, you know, this is clearly an amateur at work, the, the commentary just really gets you through. I mean, you, you've got one guy who goes to take a piss. He's, he's meant to be taken hostage by the, the special forces. Then he immediately kicks the out of everyone and runs off and you'd think that log well logic would dictate that being part of tiger mafia he would go back and tell everyone that the ugandan special forces are there no he just runs away and he's never heard from again i just love the fact that he 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 kicks the crap out of him but none of them thought oh maybe just like chuck a gun or like or just use the gun like the back end of the gun and knock him out like these guys are meant to be the 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 SWAT team of Uganda, yeah? And yet they can't do something like that to stop him. <laughs> Four of them. And he kicks the shit out of all of he them and then he and then he just bails. <laughs> Four of them. They can't do it. And then there the guy that he was talking to, so I, I put him down in my notes as Pink Beret. He was rocking that pink beret, by the way. Yeah, he was. Unfortunately he dies. He's standing next to a four-wheel drive, and after they've killed him. They start pushing the four-wheel drive out of frame, but you never know why they do that. But th- that, that's that's interesting because there's bits and pieces missing from this movie, and I think it was because the same situation happened with the with the other movie as well. Because I was reading up, there was there was stuff uh, that happened when they were trying to do it, but maybe it was just time constraints as well. Like they just like, oh, can't really make this any further. So we'll just we'll just leave it at that bang, and it clicked to the next thing. Yeah, well, the, the sort of disclaimer at the start says that this is um th- this is the only DVD's master that exists. They he doesn't he doesn't have, I guess like you know the the fully completed film. You know, it, it certainly looks like it could be a DVD, but everything about it is just class. I mean, even though there's no sense of continuity, like that's where that's where I found a lot of the humor. You know, you you think that you think that like this is gonna be a cleanly shot action sequence. It just makes no friggin' sense whatsoever. And then even the musical cues, so like oh, Video Joker man. announces is like Captain Alex, the musical. And then they start playing an instrumental version of Mamma Mia. <laughs> but then later on Oh my gosh. Later on he, that. later on he's even playing Kiss from a Rose by Seal. But it's the pan pipe, pan pipe solo ones. Like, <laughs> but that song is played all the way through the movie and in the most random spots too, and it's just <laughs> God 
take it seriously from it. You can't. Because there's, a, there's, a, there's one bit when... I can't remember what the character's name, but they were... I believe it was the wife, and she got knocked down, and she was, like, supposedly dead at this point, and they're playing it. I'm just like, what? So, killing her made you... made it romantic or something? I yeah. I just lost... I lost, lost, my, lost my mind on that one. It was hilarious. Even the line delivery is just all... It's, it's the best. There are so many lines in it that just crack you up. Like, in that action scene alone, they've got... Got the video joker again, jumping and going, everybody in Uganda knows Kung Fu. <laughs> yeah, you know, like at that point, you know, like it's just on, like you, you just see people getting shot and where they get shot, there's just bursts of flame. <laughs> you know, so it just reminded me of like, you know, in Diablo, like when you get a gem to add like a fire buff, like you, so like as soon as you get attacked, like the person just like bursts into flames. It just reminded me of that. And <laughs> all the commentary, man, like it, he seriously just sounded like, he sounded like a Tito. <laughs> you know, like I, I just, you know, I've, I've watched movies with one of my uncles and, and the way that he would make comments throughout the movie would just make you enjoy the movie that much more. We should just uh, also ma- make sure, cause some people may not know that we're Filipino and may not even know what Tito means. Tito is just uncle in Tagalog. For those who just don't, don't know that. Now, you know. Yeah. So, like continue. I, yeah, I remember watching, say, a Chow Yun-Fat film, and then my tito was, he saw a bit where, I think, yeah, so like, it might have been Chow Yun-Fat, but I can't remember exactly. Anyway, the hero has to reload, and then someone throws a clip at him, and then he catches it with the bottom of the gun, and then it loads. And then, you know, like, my tito, he was just like, Tang ina, ha nepa! And I was just like, ah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, whenever I hear, whenever I, whenever I think of that, particular expression which i'm not going to translate for everyone yeah don't please don't whenever i think of that expression i just think of that movie and i also think of him i think that was the killers if i'm if or the killer if i remember correctly and you know like it just it just you just find it more amusing you just derive more you derive more enjoyment out of a movie that way could you could you imagine being in a room full of titos and titas uh and then us that's a perfect Saturday night, I reckon, watching this movie. Because, like, the amount of expressions that would come out of us and then hearing our aunts and uncles, you know, just lose their minds over it, I reckon that'll be a great night out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it could, it could be fun. I mean, I probably wouldn't want to do that every Saturday night, but oh, that's no. just me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just, just seeing you twice a week is, you know, it's a bit hard, you know? Dude, like, the feeling's mutual, <laughs> as always. Like, I, I, I'm spending a lot of time talking to you face-to-face. I find this very, very uncomfortable. But, yeah. look... You prefer, we'll you just, prefer the real thing, don't you? We'll so- no, no, I actually don't. <laughs> <laughs> we'll soldier on. This, I think the distance is good. <laughs> but the... Um, wow. When you've got an action sequence, you'd think that they would... You know, for someone who loves these sorts of movies, you'd think that he would throw in things like, you know, slow-mo or people, you know, jumping over you know, jumping over barricades or diving while firing their guns. In this one, and this guy is my favorite, like he's probably the MVP of the film, the guy with the red bandana and he's always wearing the red singlet, the red mercenary. And he's got the, the two cylinders with the massive cylinder meant to look like a, a cross between a, to, a Tommy gun and a shotgun. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> but like there's one scene where he's backing up and then one of the Ugandan special forces soldiers is backing up as well. Then they touch backs, then they turn around. 
Oh man. And they're holding their guns at each other and then they're slowly backing away. But the guy in the red bandana, he he sort of steps over this hole in the wall and then as he jumps up, he does like a pirouette as he gets into position so that they can start firing on each other. Oh, that <laughs> this, like, this the, is, the, like why the is he doing that? Him. The expression. <gasps> He's more of a ballerina at that point. I'm like, come <laughs> on, man. This guy's meant to be badass. Why did you make him do that? And then the gun, which you said looks like a Tommy gun. No, no, no. A cross between a Tommy gun and a shotgun. Well, at one point, he's firing it like he would a Tommy gun. But then later yeah. on, he suddenly got the ammo on the side and he's feeding it through. <laughs> what did this gun transform into that? I love it when he's when he's holding it and he he starts like jerking it like, like <laughs> he starts jerking jerking it like a to, like a shotgun and I'm like shotguns don't do that you do that after one shot not on every single shot this like it's so schizophrenic it's it's, it's so it, it's insanity all the way through and I mean that in a good way exactly the, so the battle sort of ends when two soldiers are walking some injured guy away. You don't know the significance of that. But before the battle sort of concludes, it was like a really weird moment to conclude at, but you see a female from the Tiger Mafia and this guy who's got, he's he's dressed, well, he's got at least, he's dressed in white partially. But they're trying to make their getaway up this very small hill. But as they're struggling to get away, they keep slipping down. I have a feeling, and this is just me looking at it and analyzing it. I have a feeling that wasn't planned. I think they were trying to get up and looking at how how wet and slippery the the land was. I think that's why it does. And then they kept it in. Oh, like, bless you for keeping this blooper oh, in. The fact the fact that they kept they, they threw the briefcase over and it fell all the way back. Oh, dude, it was it's it is oh it's class. It is so oh. so good. But then yeah, you cut away from that and then. We finally, finally get our introduction to who allegedly is the villain of the piece, Richard, the Tiger Mafia. And he is in a very unlair-like place. He does not look like he is the leader of any sort of mafia. He sits on this couch. It just looks like a regular house. You don't see any, like, you know, crazy jewelry. You don't see, like, you know, like a like a live tiger in a pen or anything like that. Like, it's very... It's very unlair like, but yeah, he sits in this couch, and then he he sits on something. He pulls out a Minnie Mouse puppet <laughs> that he just places it on the armrest. <laughs> I think I think the reason, like, I know I know I know he's not meant to look. Like, he's meant to try and look like the mafia, and that whole place doesn't look anything like it. But if, if you play that scene back and look at every other room that's in that entire entire movie. It's the nicest one, so yeah. that's where I sort of go. Yep. Okay, that's probably why he's in the mafia, or they call it the mafia. <laughs> but the fun thing that got me is like that couch and whole setup looks like my house in the Philippines. I'm in the love. Like, I, me- I remember in my uncle's house as well that we had the exact same couch. And I was yep. sitting there going, I want to take a photo of this, send it to my uncle and said, do you still have this couch? I think I don't- and if you don't, I'm pretty sure I know, I know where it is now. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, 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 I really enjoyed that. And it just, 
you know, it, it, again, like they're working on the most minuscule budget. You know, these guys have had to, you know, do what they can and make do with th- their locations. You know, you get a you get a sense that the, there's no location scouting going on. They're just shooting wherever they can. Well, the budget was uh, under under two hundred American. Uh, yeah, like I was saying. But yeah. the director said it was like it was close to like ninety dollars. Oh my god! I think wow. And what what does ninety dollars buy you these days when when it comes to visual effects and stuff? Like nothing. Mm. And I can't even imagine what it's like over there in in in, in Uganda. Yeah, like I think I think what he's achieved is is nothing short of a miracle. And you know, it you can tell that like so many people enjoy it. I mean, just scroll through the comments in YouTube, and you just see how many people have gotten a massive kick out of this. Hmm. And frankly, you know, that's that's what we that's what we need. That's what we need. Something enjoyable like this. But you know, more on that. There's more to enjoy and unpack during this podcast of ours <laughs> during this episode. I hmm. I loved how Richard would just overact everything. His eyes, like, especially when he reacts to, like, certain things where he'll just go wide and then, like, dead. Yep. So the person that gets captured at the end of Operation Cut Tiger's Balls was actually <laughs> his brother, Martin. And you find out, you know, through this scene, and he's like, oh, no, Martin! No, nah, I think that was the, I think it was the VJ that was doing the, that voice, though. Nah, I think it was him. Was it actually him? Because, like, Martin! I think it was him. <laughs> No, all the blubbering was the video joker, but I think I think this is this is him. Yeah. And oh, was he, it? Oh, okay. Oh, like he he loses it, you know, like he. <laughs> so he loses it because his men, his men, even though, his I, I guess like his head henchman whose name is Puffs. Even though he got away and then his wife got away, he's mad because, he's got a dozen wives, but he's only got one brother. <laughs> That's what he says. oh gosh classic just classic as soon as he said i I lost it and i i i I think i lost it at multiple points during this but but that line just sticks out i've got dozens of wives but i've only got one brother no that's 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 the one line that that always stuck out to me i'm just like i love my brother but i'd rather have my wife (laughs) well after when he after when he's chewing out all of his all of his goons he says to them that he's really worried about his little brother because his brother's so sweet and has a beautiful voice. Yeah, that that that's, I I just couldn't understand like where did that line come from. Out of everything that they were do, they were saying, I'm just like, his voice really. But I don't know. I, I, this is that was a that was a classic bit of this movie where I'm just going. I don't know if they were trying to be serious at that at that point because that's when I was like. Who the hell cares if they have a really good voice or not? You know. <laughs> he, he even has a he even has a couple of choice lines when he's talking to the the dirty cop, the cop that helped the soldiers with locating an area for their base. He's actually on the take, and he's reporting to Richard, the Tiger Mafia. But during their exchange, he has a couple of great lines. He just says, oh, "I don't know the full one, but like he." He goes, I know you're trying to eat me like a juicy grasshopper. <laughs> and then after that, he says, uh, and know this, you diarrhea squirt. I will get my brother back. <laughs> I want to see that line again in another movie. Maybe in Nabuana's next film. Well, the next bit that I liked about this is the fact that he grabs the... What, what, what are they called? 
it's not not it was not it was not just a box. It was like a, a full container of guns, and it just says like and yeah. it just says guns. And he's like, I'll, ne- I'll take this because we need it more than you. And yeah, it's and like he <laughs> doesn't really fight him to get to get. To, the cop, to the take cop him just, back. He's, he's like, like, no, what? you can't do that. He's like, no, I'm, I'm just gonna take him. <laughs> I'm taking these. <laughs> As soon as he takes, I'm like, "What? This is actually happening." He's just like, "There's very few, there's very few costume changes at this point." Wait, was there was there costume changes except for Richard's Richard stuff? I don't, I don't think the only one who changed. Oh wait, wait, wait. The informant, she's the only one who changed yeah. his costume. We have to talk about them as well, but the yeah, Richard changes a few, a couple of times. So like, sometimes he goes from wearing like you know his leather jacket and you know like slacks or whatever. But then other times he's wearing a suit. Yep. And then there's this one scene later on where he's in an office and he's overhearing, you know, the plans of the special forces to come and to come after him. And he just looks like this shitty accountant. <laughs> like he just doesn't cut an imposing figure at all. You're like, hang on, like I thought this guy's supposed to... What? Like <laughs> But the yeah the the next bit is just weird like so there's after he steals the guns <laughs> uh you you've got you've got the Captain Alex death scene so Captain Alex has very little to do well he has li- very little to do in this movie he's almost like Steven Seagal who received top billing in executive decision and then disappears halfway through oh yeah I was like I was like where are you going with this one but yeah but yeah so like he's He's there, and then he's about to hook up with with Vicky, I believe her name is, and she's actually working for Tiger Mafia. Mm. And while I don't know what the I don't I don't think I've ever heard this as a euphemism for sex, but Video Joker jumps in and says, "Let's beat the rat." <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard that term before. Let's beat the rat. Let's beat the rat. I, <laughs> but then Captain Alex himself says some some really interesting stuff, and this just reminds me of like the, like how ludicrous some of the lines in something like let's say Story of Ricky would be, but it's not entirely out of place because you're already used to it at this point. Yeah, Captain Alex is telling well, Vicky tells him that he needs to bathe, but then Take she's going to give him like you know like a surprise. And he's like, yeah, a soldier should only be naked around other soldiers. It's natural. And he should always bathe with his gun. Yeah, it goes on about talking about his gun. You need, uh, you know, I'll, I have my gun with me when I bathe. I have my gun when I go to the toilet. I have my gun when I take a <laughs> sh-. I'm like, really? Like. Oh. And, then, and then at this point, it's, is this chick supposed to be hot? Because multiple times during the movie, people are like, just. You know, giving her, you know, they're staring after her. Like, she's meant to be alluring. Like, is this just being, I don't know. I think uh, what was really weird about it is that because she was was the informant and everything, she didn't strike me as being tough. Well, no, I think she's meant to be like a femme fatale. And she's using her feminine wiles to get the better of him. But... This mission's all over the place to try and capture Captain Alex. Like, she's meant to lure him away. Meanwhile, a couple of soldiers from Tiger Mafia just, they suddenly appear in the compound 
And then there's this miscommunication issue that they have. Like one of them says, stand up. The other one tells the soldiers to sit down. So they're not even sure what they're supposed to do. And then one of them even just goes, okay, just get up. <laughs> and again, it's, I think, yeah, like you said earlier with the, with Puffs and Richard's wife trying to get away when they just kept falling up that hill it looks like this is a blooper and perhaps it was only it was some surviving footage that they decided to keep in i think i think that that whole scene is well it's cuz i i got really confused halfway through it because is it meant to be multiple tents there cuz it just seems like it was like only one tent and that's where captain alex was and everyone else just was just as the outside and like the, there was no sort of like flap to to cover anything so i'm just thinking if Vicky and Captain Alex were about to get busy, as we say in the business. Full view, dude. Full view. You're right. Full view. I I don't think that there's... Well, either that or they're just not very shy about it. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe, maybe there are some exhibitionist tendencies out of Captain <laughs> Alex. <laughs> but what's... what's uh, I think that the biggest confusing, and we never even get the, the answer to this, who the hell killed him? And how did it happen? Yeah, there's no resolution. It, it happens off screen. You just hear him scream after after you know he's shot, mm. and you think that that's going to be the central mystery that will that will fuel the rest of the movie. People trying to find out who killed him. And this is jumping ahead, but like when we get to the end, everything's supposedly all wrapped up. We know that this hasn't been resolved, but then. Yeah. The director has like these these end title cards, but who killed Captain Alex? Ah, bless him. I just I just love the fact that once once the smoke settles, and you know Richard finds out that Al- the Captain Alex is dead, all of a sudden Alex's brother, who's a like a just a a, a rando that just comes in out, out of nowhere, starts starts finding out uh, starts looking up you know, who, how did this all happen? First and foremost, if that's a, a, you know, a carefully guarded headquarters, as they say, how the hell did he get on there? And they try, and they try to address it, but again, another missed opportunity because they don't, they don't necessarily, they don't go through the whole thing. Yeah, well, he, he shows up and he's, I'm pretty sure when I looked up in the credits, he's just, he's just known as Alex's brother. He doesn't have a name. Yeah, I can't even think. I can't remember him having a name. Now I think of it. And yeah, the only the only time that I could call him anything was because of the the VJ saying, "Yeah, he's the Ugandan Shaolin monk." Or later on, he starts <laughs> calling him Ugandan Bruce Lee. We call him Bruce Yu. So yeah, you don't you don't even get a sense of who he is. But yeah, like I mean, no sooner has he shown up, he's he's told unceremoniously to just piss off because oh, he's, he's, credit, he's credited as Bruce Yu according to Wikipedia <laughs> but yeah he's he's told to just piss off after he's basically helped these dudes out with their investigation and then he goes over to the Shaolin the Shaolin temple which I think is just just a warehouse it literally is just like a small house on the you know in the ba- in the backyard and then this is and this is calls back to what I was saying before. It just looks like a whole bunch of bogans who just watched a Steven Seagal movie or you know whatever, and then they're just practicing those moves to try you know to see who's better. And it, but 
but it's even worse like these guys look like they're drunk half the time doing it because like when they just go for a, a simple uh high kick they looks like they're about to fall over i i didn't mind some of the moves though in this part like the and also you know it helps when you, you when you're told that it's action back movie no <laughs> <laughs> when when one of them gets punched in the face the joker is like "Ooh, you gundan kiss <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't. T- I'm surprised you didn't tell me this, but and I can't believe I'm gonna. After how many how many episodes we've gone through without mentioning his name, it calls back to Guy Ritchie. You know the fa- the fast stop, fast stop <laughs> with the with the action sequences. And I'm sitting there going, "Where's Tim when I need him?" I'm just I'm just waiting for him to go. Guy, hey Dan, you must love this now because Guy Ritchie must have directed this, right? I went, but I had a good laugh at that. I had a, such a good laugh at that because. I don't think he could have done those moves at the regular speed and made it funny. I reckon it just would have just looked embarrassing. And it, this, this was, this was good. I, this was just good, good cheesy fun. This whole yeah. scene. Yeah. And then, but you know, he wants, he wants help for, for vengeance, but the master is like, no, nope, sorry. Martial arts are not for vengeance. It's just for physical fitness, <laughs> which is true, which is true. You know, you do hear that a lot in Kung Fu films. So yeah, like after after he leaves that scene, he's later seen just chilling out. He's chilling in a tree. So he's tied like rope together to create somewhat of like a mattress. Yeah. I, I, I thought I thought that was weird. He's still in his really classy tracksuit that <laughs> I guess he's like Kane from Kung Fu. <laughs> he he just walks the earth. It, yeah, I mean, he just keeps he just he keeps that tracksuit on no matter where he goes. But yeah, he's there, and then he finds a dead body in the bushes. And it, like up to that point, I thought it, I thought Richard's wife was dead because I'm pretty sure that Richard shot her in the neck. But nah, shot he shot her in the shoulder. Yeah, it turned out she was shot in the shoulder, and then when she <laughs> when she's when she's supposedly like screaming out in pain, she's like. Ah! She grabs the wound, or when she's putting, when she's putting herbs on it, I like, like the overacting in this is just epic. No, the best bit of this whole scene was when he, when her shirt gets lifted up and it is written <laughs> in pen. <laughs> TM. <laughs> but like that, that bit, the the payoff for that, like. That that bit's the setup, which I love. But Bruce Yu had earlier, like when he was doing an investigation into Captain Alex's tent, he found a card which said TM on it. Yeah. But the payoff was him trying to put two and two together. Like he sees the TM texter tattoo and then he pulls out the card and he's like just looking at it all befuddled. <laughs> Uh, yep. And that's all you need. That's all you need to know about this movie. He's going to so solve. He's going to solve the Da Vinci Code. I can feel it. He's definitely <laughs> going to solve it. And I mean, like, yeah. Eventually, he just you know, he, he drops that little nugget. You know, a bit of investigating. He's like, you know, like did Tiger Mafia try to kill you, and she's like, no, I'm a wife. But that that part when she when she has the flashback and she tries to explain that she was forced into the marriage. I didn't get that because earlier she said she loved it. She goes, no, like I was in yeah. love with him. But then, you know, it has the flashback 
and she's actually being it looks like a torture scene but what what the whole what's the whole thing with the water like is it cold water is it hot water and even then when she's you know trying to scream it looks like she's laughing yeah like, like i just oh man that bit was just bizarre yeah and even the person who was trying to torture her she had like this massive almost like Kenny's costume from South Park. It's like she had a hood on, but then she had a cap. And then she was trying to put on her glasses, but struggling to like actually put her glasses on. And then like, you know, she's throwing water all over this chick. So Richard's torturing this girl to become his wife, which is obviously very disturbing. But he says, now you must decide, marry me or die. And... I legit laughed out loud at that moment because then the frame, it turns into a heart shape around her and then the VJ is like, welcome to Uganda. (laughs) Oh, man. And everything else that follows after this is just bizarre. I mean, well, prior to that, you have like this weird training sequence where Bruce is doing push-ups in shallow water. You know, like then it looks like that it looks like there's meant to be a romance there because, you know, like she wants, you know, this, this wife of Richard wants fish cooked by him. And he's like, what the f-? <laughs> And then, and then, and then he go, and then he gives her his, his t-shirt as well. And she's like, don't bleed through this. I want it back. I'm like, really? <laughs> but the, the, the entire final act, it's just all over the place. So Bruce Hughes positioned as the hero, but, he doesn't factor into it much at all. Then you've got, you know, this new commando of the uh, Ugandan special forces, and he just sounds weird. Like, I mean, he, the way that they talked about him, like his introduction was, yeah, you know, he's a, he's the best commando. He's killed everyone, everywhere, wherever there's a problem with the mafia. You know, he's he's worked in Colombia, Russia, Pakistan, and right now he's holidaying here in Uganda. <laughs> so. The, the best commando in the world is now suddenly, conveniently, conveniently. holidaying in Uganda. I love it. <laughs> I just like the fact that they said um, he's vacationing in U- in Uganda. I'm like, wow. I, I like, think, I, think I just said that, bro. No, 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 no. Because no. you, you say he's on holiday, but they actually used the word vacation. So I, like, they're actually trying to make this like an American... Uh, movie so you know like obviously we say holiday here they say vacation and I, I, i'm just sitting there laughing i'm just thinking would they actually is that is that is how they how they say or they or they say like holiday like us over here and that just made me laugh i i, I don't know why it made me laugh but it just really made me laugh that line well the the special effects the special effects in the closing action sequence are probably where where a lot of people would get a genuine kick so tiger mafia have stolen a helicopter and they decide to just start bombing everything. That's what they, they and that's what they say as well. Like bomb everything. Right? Okay. Well, when you see when you see them bombing stuff, like the explosions just look like buildings that are blown apart in South Park. <laughs> like that is the level of the animation, and even the helicopter itself. Like so, they've done some basic green screen effects, but the helicopter looks like it's made out of cardboard. In fact, this is the only helicopter I've seen where you can wind the window down. So that you can look out of it, <laughs> and these guys, when they when they've been told that they're they're obviously piloting a helicopter, they weren't told like how to exactly act that out. So they're pretending like they're driving a car, 
when in fact they're supposed to be piloting a helicopter. Here's the other thing that I think you may have missed. Did you realize that they were wearing two sets of headphones as well? Yeah, well, one of them has headphones, and then he removes it and puts on another set of headphones before he starts the bombing operation. (laughs) The other dude, he's got a headset on, but it looks like he's holding up a phone to his other ear. Yeah. And then, yeah, like, when they're taking part in the climactic battle at the end, he's got the window open, but he's firing an AK-47 out of the window. (laughs) Like, like he's doing some kind of drive-by in the helicopter. (laughs) <laughs> perfect this movie is perfect <laughs> and then there's this line that i think the commando says because they're getting they're getting shot to pieces in the in the jungle by the tiger mafia but he goes man the man is killing us man <laughs> <laughs> i love it i love it it's it's the last 20 minutes are hilarious especially the the blood uh, they get splattered out. That's it's. It, I, I... Guys, seriously, like the link will be in the description of this movie, so you guys can watch it too. The the last twenty minutes are just gold when it comes to the the shots that they take and the blood that comes out. Like there are bits that there are bits where the jungle gets shot and then there's blood coming out of that too, and that's just just <laughs> just just watch it. That's all that is. Yeah. Yeah, this this movie is this movie is really fun. It is, and it's it's not a long movie. It's only about an hour and eight minutes, and it, it's yeah, def- right. it's definitely worth the time. Like it just cracks you up. And like I said earlier, with thing the way things are going today, you know, we need a bit of humor. This has it in in generous amounts, and you know whether it was intentional or unintentional, like you'd you'd get a genuine laugh out of it and a genuine kick. And you know, again, like you said, Dan, this is a movie that. I would like we would benefit with watching with friends. Yeah. So when we're allowed to all have friends over or when we're allowed to visit one another, it's definitely something that I'd want to watch. And I, I would I, I think it wouldn't be a stretch to say that I think you'd also want to do this as a double feature, watch this together with Bad Black. <laughs> For sure. I can't I honestly cannot wait till we get to do that. I really really can't wait. And yeah, the the video Joker. I thought the video Joker would come up, come across as pretty poor humor, and in spots, yeah, some of the humor is pretty bad, and you know, inappropriate as well. But it's just jokes most of the time, and it, like you said, it, it is a very riff tracks or mystery science theater three K thing that's happening, and it's actually genius. You know, the video Joker is basically directing criticisms at the movie themselves so it's preventing people from just crapping all over this film and i think it's employed really well and you know like if it if it's a facet of the movie going experience in uganda i would definitely love to experience that one day definitely me i definitely would love to do that too well let's ask the question is it cool absolutely absolutely cool it's it's endearing and, you know, the fact that they made this on, on such a small budget, it is a miracle. And, yeah, we, we got to see it. It is, it's a real treat. So highly recommend to anyone who wants to check this out after listening to this episode or even before. I mean, I, I think it's cool, but I think it's only, it'll only be one where you need to watch it with, with friends and family. I think it's uh, one of those movies where it's, it's best to be watching with people. So that's how, that's why, that's why I'll end on that one. 
But that's all the time we have for this episode. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to our podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Google Podcasts, CastBox, and of course iTunes. And while you're there, leave us a like and review. If you're watching on YouTube, please hit that subscribe button and enable those notifications. Make sure to follow us on Facebook at What If It's Cool Podcast. Tweet us at at What If It's Cool. And find us on Instagram at What If It's Cool Podcast. Keep that support going. And until next time, folks, we'll catch you on the next cast. Peace.